0: Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB, and today's the 14th of December 2022. Now, the global cryptocurrency market has temporarily gone up, and this is because of Jerome Powell, who will be announcing the interest rate. And something which I mentioned in yesterday's podcast hedge funds, multi billionaires, and Bitcoin whales are definitely going to manipulate this market. So, once again, which I said yesterday, after the interest rate is announced later on in the day, it is very highly possible. That the price of bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies would go down now guys the big news that is going on in the cryptocurrency world is about some fud regarding binance and there's a lot of questions being raised regarding its proof of reserve but cz he's very optimistic and he does take it as a challenge as a matter of fact he does take it as a very good indication for the cryptocurrency space as well because he does believe that this particular challenge that binance is facing is good for the general cryptocurrency industry as well. So we'll definitely be discussing that in today's episode. What I particularly like is his approach towards the cryptocurrency market. Now there are loads of articles that are bashing Bitcoin and there are a lot of withdrawals that are currently taking place in Binance cryptocurrency exchange and roughly $3.66 billion has been withdrawn just since the last week. So we'll very briefly talk about that in today's episode. Now guys, there is a really interesting article which is published by Cointelegraph which talked about the White House and they were silent when one of the reporters from Associated Press did ask the press secretary about Sang Backman-Fried's donation and if they will be willing to return the $5.2 million. So definitely not ideal for the White House and for the left-leaning politician parties. Regarding Ethereum we also have an update, it's kind of like a similar news but the news is that the CFTC that is Commodities Future Trading has once again labelled Ethereum as a commodity and the reason why this is news is because one of the chief that is Roston Bainum, did actually say that Bitcoin is the only thing that could qualify as a commodity but looks like the CFTC has once again labelled Ethereum as a commodity. And you also have some positive news and this is to do with metamask and paypal so essentially they are partnering up and are currently working and making it easier for users to buy crypto so if you are a paypal user most likely in the near future it will be merged with metamask as a matter of fact in us certain customers have already been made eligible to utilize these benefits now regarding uae we have two news and the first news is about morningstar ventures And they have invested $5 million. And this investment is to do with 37x Dubai. So in today's episode, I'll go ahead and explain what that is. And we also have some update which is indirectly related to cryptocurrencies. And this is to do with Dubai's DIFC, that is Dubai International Finance Center. So what they have done is they have introduced new rules for digital economy court. And the DIFC court is also in the news. So we'll very briefly talk about that. In today's episode and at macro level this is a brilliant news and it does put dubai in the frontier so far as cryptocurrency adoption is concerned now look guys having innovation and adoption is great but showing support by the government makes dubai the world leader in the web3 space and definitely the top 10 city in metaverse as well so let's kickstart today's episode welcome everyone it's ATM here in dubai and you're listening to and coffee at eight where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts DeFi and Metaverse, and how the series of episodes on the Krypton Coffee at works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East, and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse, and this is followed by Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world, And every Fridays we have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. And the format for Metaverse Everything is completely different. And what I tend to do is I tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn. So please follow me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message. So check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is a global one-tech platform for tech. It offers global high-paying tech jobs With flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights now listen all you have to do is download the app startup oi if you're using an android version go to google store and app store for ios devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup or i next guys listen if you're into fitness if you're into adventure if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the middle east the podcast is called rise in the obstacle course race and rise in the obstacle course race podcast is a peer-to-peer community driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs, and these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs Will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Coast Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have doubled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And ledger wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by ledger a company headquartered in paris france and ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline and ledger offers two hardware wallets the Ledger nano and Ledger nano x wallets they are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security in today's world securing these digital assets is a critical challenge and this is where ledger kicks in so click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast it is a brilliant way to support this podcast so what are you waiting for the link is in the show notes below now since you've taken care of that let's look at the global cryptocurrency market now look guys this just looks like a temporary hike and the global crypto market as of today 14th of december is $880.77 billion. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is up by 1.49%. The total crypto market volume, though, over the last 24 hours, is down to $37.61 billion. So, what has happened since the last 24 hours, the volume has gone down by 30.60%. Now, here's the interesting bit regarding DeFi. The total volume in DeFi is down to $1.96 billion. The total value locked is $42.05 billion. Now, one thing which has changed in the DeFi world, and this is taking into consideration the total value locked, MakerDAO is not number one, but Lido is number one. And the total value locked in Lido is $6.52 billion. But Lido deposits into other protocols. Or is under the liquid stating category. So, look, guys, it is subtracted from the total value locked, or else it'll just be double counting, something which Solana was notoriously known for. So, if you look at the data, make sure that you remove Lido from the total value locked. But it is number one at $6.52 billion, and MakerDAO is number second at $6.46 billion. And this is the second time in 2022, MakerDAO is number second. And I wouldn't be surprised if this thing continues. For the next couple of months, and as of today, make it our council of 15.35%. The number third is Ave, and total value locked is $3.97 billion. Now, listen guys, there was some drama regarding Ave Curve Finance where an individual trader was trying to manipulate the market, but looks like that thing has been taken care of. Now, if you're someone who has their hands in Aave, Ave is currently holding a live session via Twitter space later on today. So go to Ave's Twitter profile. They will be discussing real-world assets and how important the DeFi world is and how Aave Protocol can build a real-world asset strategy. So make sure that you follow them on Twitter. Really, really useful information. The next is Curve with $3.8 billion and finally Uniswap at $3.61 billion. The biggest worry once again, guys, is the volume of stablecoins. It is extremely low and it accounts for 95.14% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The volume of all stablecoins is $35.78 billion. And out of that, Tether USDT accounts for $28.73 billion. And Circle USDC is at $2.93 billion. And Binance USD's volume has gone down by $6.52 billion. Now look guys, in yesterday's podcast, I did talk about a massive increase in the amount of Binance USD. And I was talking about if there is some notorious activity going on. And there is a lot of thought, particularly to do with Binance, which we'll be talking about that in today's episode. Now, that being said, Binance USD's volume is down to $6.50 billion. Now, let's quickly look at the market share, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market share is $345 billion. Ethereum's market share is at $161 billion. The 24-hour trading volume is at $22.7 billion for Bitcoin. Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is $6.9 billion and the dominance is pretty much the same. Bitcoin's dominance is at $39.73 billion and Ethereum's dominance is at 18.50%. Now, one question that I'd like to ask you guys is, what was the highest dominance Ethereum has ever had in its history? Now, I can only read the date. This was during the ICO era towards 2017. But the question is, What was the highest dominance Ethereum has ever had in its history? Now let's look at the top 5 smart contracting platform and I'm only going to be discussing the market cap. Ethereum is clearly an outlier and is leading the pack and the market cap is $161 billion. Binance BNB, which is in some trouble, is currently at $43.21 billion. Cardano at $10.66 billion. Polkadot is at $6.18 billion and the number 5 surprisingly is Solana. Now, I'm not sure if because Sam Bankman-Fried has been arrested, because there is so much of news regarding Sam Bankman-Fried, that is turning out to be positive news for Sol holders. But nonetheless, the market cap has significantly gone up and it is currently at $5.29 billion. If you look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, it has shot up to 17000 $946 and look guys it's going to be really interesting to track the price when Jerome Powell goes live and when he announces the interest rate now based on my experience when Jerome Powell goes live the prices tend to remain the same but three to four hours after Jerome Powell's decision that's when mainstream media picks up the news they add in their own narrative and often they are fake news and incorrect information and that has an impact on the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies. So when Jerome Powell goes live, what I'd really urge you to do is wait for at least 3-4 to four hours and then look at the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Now since the last 24 hours, it is up by 1.26%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 6.76%. Ethereum is currently at $1,318. Since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 0.16%. And since the last seven days it is up by 7.02 percent binance coin though is at 270 dollars since the last seven days it is down by 4.85 percent since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.43 percent Now, look guys the massive news that is going on in the cryptocurrency space particularly in crypto twitter is that there is a lot of fud going on regarding binance that is fear and uncertainty and doubt and this is to do with proof of reserves There are a lot of people who are upset that Binance did not save FTX, and that's one of the reasons why you'll see a mixture of hatred. And some of the OGs are kind of supporting Binance as well. But one of the OGs and the founder and former CEO of Kraken, that is Jesse Prowell, has severely criticized CC and the proof of reserve. He actually said via Twitter that he does see big red flags and criticizes the recent proof of reserve report by Binance because he feels It is more of an attempt at proving collateral rather than proving the reserves. Now partly I agree to it considering the fact that so many cryptocurrency exchanges have gone belly up and you cannot trust anyone just because you are saying it. But what I would really recommend you to do is follow Jesse Powell's Twitter account on the 11th because he has put out a series of tweets and because of that there was a lot of chaos regarding Binance and there are also rumors and speculation that CZ is under investigation for money laundering. Now, amidst the chaos, Binance did see the largest withdrawal in its history. And just last week, $3.66 billion has been withdrawn from its exchange. And Decrypt did provide an article that Binance experienced a historically high number of withdrawals this week, processing net flows of roughly $3.66 billion. And this information can also be validated by a data analytical firm, with Binance and but look guys CZ among all this chaos is extremely calm and he's actually supporting people to withdraw because what he's saying is that people withdrawing money from Binance Exchange is actually a good thing and he's very positive. And what I really liked is that he's talking about it as an industry. It is a very good test for exchanges. So what I'd really recommend you to do is rather than listening to influencers, rather than listening to YouTube videos or reading article Look at CZ's tweet, despite it being in a turmoil situation, he is very positive for the industry. Now he was also live on Twitter Space, where he went ahead and explained everything regarding FTX, what Binance is doing and quite a lot more. I would really urge you guys to go out and listen to it, because there were a lot of challenging questions that were thrown to CZ, but rather than escaping it, he did actually answer all of these questions. CZ has also told his employees that for the next few months, the road ahead will be bumpy. Now look guys, I've been in the cryptocurrency space since 2013 and I do feel that CC is a genuine person and the way how they do business is 100% legitimate. But when you talk about cryptocurrencies, not your keys, not your crypto, and don't trust, please make sure that you verify. Now let's talk about some left-leaning politicians. Now what happened earlier in the day, press secretary did have a session and every day I believe, They tend to go live via YouTube. Now, one of the reporters from Associated Press, I think the reporter's name was Zeke Miller, asked the press secretary, will the president return the donation? So what happened was that the White House did receive donation of $5.2 million, but the press secretary, that is, Joan Pure, responded that she was limited on what she could say. So it looks like the White House is silent when it comes to receiving donations from Saint bankman Freed, this is absolutely terrible. What I'd really recommend you to do is go to YouTube, listen to the entire video, because he started the video talking about LGBTQ rights and quite a lot of other things. And then one of the reporters did actually ask about Saint bankman Freed, and looks like she was clearly trying to avoid the answer. So definitely not good. And this is the notorious history of left-leaning ideologies left-leaning politicians and look guy, sam bankman has heavily donated to left-leaning politicians so he's definitely going to be getting a lot of support considering the fact that he's currently being arrested in bahamas now let's talk about some news regarding ethereum and the us cftc that is the commodity future and trading commission has once again labeled ethereum as a commodity and this was done on the 13th of december in a court filing now the reason why this is making news is because This is in contrast to statements from Chief Rostin Bainham. What happened was that on the 30th of November, he attended a crypto event at Princeton University. And in that event, he suggested that Bitcoin was the sole cryptocurrency that should be viewed as a commodity. But looks like the CFTC has taken its stance on making Ethereum as a commodity as well. Now, in the past, Gary Gensler from SEC did consider Ethereum as a commodity as well. But ever since the proof-of-stake mechanism kicked in, I really am not sure what his take is regarding Ethereum being a commodity. Now look us, if you have any information regarding Gary Gensler's view regarding Ethereum after it changing from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake, mention your thoughts in comments in the section below. Now let's talk about some other positive news and this is to do with PayPal. Now I personally use PayPal quite a lot and almost a year ago, PayPal did start up an option. Where you could buy, sell and trade cryptocurrencies, but you could not withdraw the cryptocurrencies. Now the news is that PayPal is currently working with Metamask and Consensus is a company that is building Metamask, and they are the ones responsible for Metamask. So the news is that they want to make it easier for anyone to buy crypto using Metamask. so users will be able to buy and transfer Ethereum from PayPal to Metamask. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is read through the official blog. Because the blog confirms that this new functionality is available to select US users starting today, that is the 14th of December. And it's going to be rolled out pretty soon to eligible customers in the coming weeks. So what are your thoughts guys? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Now MetaMask was notoriously known for taking your private information and they could also censor your transactions. So if you're someone using MetaMask, make sure what you're dealing with. And if you're using PayPal... Recently, they were also notoriously known for finding people for providing fake news and incorrect information. So personally, I do use PayPal, but I will be extremely skeptical of using MetaMask with PayPal. Now guys, let's talk about two news regarding UAE. The first news that I'd like to discuss is Morningstar Ventures invests $5 million to open 37x Dubai. Now let me try to give some information about what Morningstar Ventures is and what 37xdubai.com is. Now, I got the information regarding Morningstar Ventures via LinkedIn. So, the website is Morningstar.ventures. So, essentially, it is an investment firm focused on digital assets and blockchain technology, investing in early-stage tokens and equity rounds. And they are primarily focused in the Elron ecosystem. And look, if you're someone who is based in Dubai or UAE and are building something in Elron, you definitely need to check it out because they do have an incubator program as well, catered only to Elron ecosystem. Now 37xdubai, the website is 37xdubai.com, is more than just a gallery. What they do is they create a space where art and technology come together to create the most unique expression of creativity. So the website is 37xdubai.com. I really want to know why the name 37x Dubai is so I'm going to try to send them an email and try to get them on my podcast and probably do an interview with them so the news is that Morningstar Venture invests 5 million dollars to open 37x Dubai and Morningstar Ventures Dubai based investment firm specializes in digital assets and blockchain technology and they have invested 5 million dollars in its first interactive and immersive digital art gallery in its first interactive the immersive digital art gallery called 37X Dubai and they are located in Burj Daman Tower which is in the DIFC area and 37X Dubai will be at the heart of Dubai Business and Lifestyle Center as it opens its door in the first quarter of 2023 and Morning Ventures, they also have an incubator program and uh, what happened was that earlier in October of 2021, They announced the launch of Elrond Dubai Incubator, which is essentially an investment and support hub for projects looking to build the startups on the Elrond native chain. And they have been early investors in Elrond and since the very beginning and the incubator represents their efforts to keep pushing the Elrond ecosystem. Now, Lucas, if you're a startup and are working in the NFT space and are trying to build something on Elrond protocol, I think you definitely need to check out the incubator program you'd definitely be benefited by it. Now, regarding 37X Dubai, what I got via Medium is that 37X Dubai is a Morningstar Ventures backed immersive, and an interactive digital art gallery which is located in Burjaman Tower and they aim to bridge art and technology. So, the merge of both art and technology lies at the core of 37X Dubai by bringing forth a new concept focused on web education, traditional art, Digital art, NFTs, entertainment, and community. So, the gallery aims to bring a reflection of the ever changing art world that we experience today and gives its visitors a new, engaging way to experience it. So, looks like this just might be the future of businesses. And in DIFC, guys, they also have an augmented reality, which I believe is done by Amrita Seti. So, if you are in the DIFC area, you definitely need to check out the Innovation Hub and you definitely need to check out. 37x2buy which most likely will be opening in the first quarter of 2023 and for the grand opening they will be inviting exhibited artists investors in the digital art and web 3 space influencers colleges and friends and both 37 x 2 and morningstar venture teams have been working hard to achieve the vision and cannot wait to show the final result so stay tuned for more information and in the grand opening via the social channels the co-founders of Morningstars, that is Danilo S. Kalusi and Aryut Nazran, are two young Dubai-based entrepreneurs who are early investors in the Web3 ecosystem and are strongly affiliated with the entertainment and luxury industries. And earlier last year, the two investors got together with Clemence Kazoo, who brings years of experience from art galleries and auction house and he's also the ceo of 37x dubai so what i'll do is i'll most likely drop them an email and i'll try to see if they can come on the podcast and i'll try to give out more information now guys let's talk about the second news and this is indirectly connected to blockchain technology and this is regarding difc and they have released new rules for digital economy code but what happened in 2021 the difc courts established the digital economy code division to oversee sophisticated national and transnational disputes related to current and emerging technologies. These include big data, blockchain, artificial intelligence, fintech, cloud services. Disputes involve unmanned aerial vehicles, 3D printing and robotics. So what happened earlier today, the DIFC or Dubai International Finance Center courts announced the launch of a new set of specialized rules for its recently formed Digital Economy Court, or called as DEC Division, so Dubai's DIFC introduced new rules for Digital Economy Court. At this point of time, I'm not sure what the details of the rule are, but Part 58 of the DIFC Court rules will facilitate efficient resolution of digital economy disputes. So the new rules will also standardize the use of smart forms to provide information through a dynamic artificial intelligence-driven platform which is in line with court's paperless mandate and cases will be conducted using advanced digital system to fasten service to parties and enforcement to reduce the environmental impact of court proceedings and furthermore guys a bench of international judicial experts have been recruited to oversee and operate the new court's digital infrastructure and service capabilities and under Decree number 29 of 2022 his Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE, has appointed Justice Michael Black of England and Wales, who will oversee the Digital Economy Code Division. So, definitely brilliant news. Now, let me try to explain where this thing merges with the blockchain sector. Because Justice Omar al mahouri the Director of the IFC Code, said, with the digital economy emerging as a prime accelerator of global businesses, these specialised rules have been engineered to strengthen our mission on building a court system that absorbs current dispute resolution needs. It can also flex to address and resolve new emerging disputes. This strategy has been further enforced by blending leading judicial expertise with innovative technology implementations. So, for example, in 2021, the DIFC courts issued a judgment in the case of Gate MENA DMCC, Huabi MENA, free zone authority and there was a lot of news regarding that and tabrak investment capital limited and krista thurner which related to one of the first cryptocurrency legitimation disputes in the region it was one of the few reported cases anywhere in the world and the case addressed issues such as the safe transfer of cryptocurrencies between buyer and seller and the obligated owned by a cryptocurrency custodian so this move is definitely great for the entire cryptocurrency ecosystem and look guys One thing which I must admit that when it comes to law regulations, it's so critical that you have rules, laws and regulations which actually benefits the end users, benefits the startup and I must admit that Dubai and UAE are doing if not one of the best jobs probably in the entire world. Now going back to the case, the case did raise other interesting questions such as the nature of bitcoins, whether cryptocurrencies are considered commodities, currencies, Properties are something entirely different and the appropriate time to value bitcoins. So this move of DIFC introducing new rules for digital economy code will definitely be great for the entire ecosystem. So definitely brilliant stuff. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto Coffee Date from Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at or check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my website area2071.com That talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB, you listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask you any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and how this series of episodes in the Crypto & Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world, the other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defa and metaverse and what you're listening to right now is the ask me anything series where your listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world now i have a question by rodericks who asks how much interest rate do you think jerome powell will increase tomorrow now based on my understanding rodericks and based on the previous interest rate and looking at how the economy is generally doing i wouldn't be surprised if the next interest rate Is somewhere between 50 basis points something similar to what happened in the previous month now ideally this number should not be surprising because what happens is the cpi numbers are out almost two or three weeks ago so based on that information Jerome powell makes the decision but i have no idea why the cryptocurrency world and the fintech world in general makes it such a big news because all the information was already out almost three weeks ago so my predictions are It most likely would be 50 basis points. But if Jerome Powell wants to go really hard and wants to curb inflation, I wouldn't be surprised if there is another 75 basis points increase hike. Supposing I'll be looking for a 50 basis points hike. Now, if that thing happens, it also gives a general indication the US economy is doing good. Now, one thing which I did mention, Roderick, in my podcast earlier is that when you talk about cryptocurrencies, every time Jerome Powell goes live, what I tend to do is I tend to take a snapshot of the price of Bitcoin and the top few cryptocurrencies few hours before he goes live, few minutes before he goes live and I try to check it and surprisingly since the last 6 or 8 sessions the prices tend to remain the same but 4 to 5 hours after Jerome Powell goes live that's when mainstream media what they tend to do is they tend to pick up this news and you wouldn't believe Rodriguez they tend to manipulate the information. They add their own opinion and then the prices tend to either go up and down. And one thing which I've said a few number of times in my podcast is that in one of the sessions, Jerome Powell was asked eight times if the US is in a recession and all the eight times he said, no, US is not in recession. The labor market is looking really good, probably the best in the last 50 years. So US is definitely not heading towards a recession. But what happened is that Mainstream media, they picked up that news and they said the US is heading for a recession and Jerome Powell is trying to hide some information. These are the notorious activities of mainstream media. That's one of the reasons why Rodriguez often says, when you're looking at information, make sure you look at information from the right source. What I'd really recommend you to do is, Rodriguez, go to the YouTube channel of Federal Reserve Board, listen to him live and keep a track on the movement of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Now, historically, there hasn't been any moment at least for three to five hours. After that, when fake news media kicks in, that's when it has an impact on the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. I have another question by Selena who asks, do you think it should use cryptocurrencies? Now, Selena, this depends on the understanding level of the kid. I mean, if you're talking about someone, let's say, who's, you know, eight or 10 years old, I would be a little bit skeptical for them to use cryptocurrencies, but if you go back to the ethos of open blockchain and open cryptocurrencies, kids technically should not need permission from the parents. But if you are to ask me personally, I would definitely not want kids to use cryptocurrencies at least till the time, let's say they are 12, maybe once they are a teenager, then they can try to use cryptocurrencies. But I would be more comfortable to them using cryptocurrencies such as, let's say meme coins like Dogecoin or Shiba know, something which has a lower value. I wouldn't trust kids to use, you know, let's say Bitcoin, because what if accidentally they send a lot of Bitcoins? Now, that being said, kids are definitely much more user savvy compared to us, compared to boomers, or even compared to our generation. But what I do think, Selina, what kids need to do is they need to understand what bitcoin is and that is something which is definitely lacking in our generation we did not learn what cryptocurrencies are we probably did not even learn how the monetary system works so if you were to switch that question rather than kids using cryptocurrencies should kids understand cryptocurrencies 100 percent yes and i would only focus on bitcoin i think kids you know at a very small age should understand how bitcoin works What are the benefits of Bitcoin? What are the challenges of Bitcoin? That would definitely be ideal for the general cryptocurrencies and definitely great for the younger generation as well. But to answer your question, do you think kids should use cryptocurrencies? I really am not sure. And this again depends from area to area. What if there are small kids who are influencers? Uh, Ryan who is from YouTube, I think he's a multi-millionaire. And I really am not sure what is intellectual capacity so far as cryptocurrencies is concerned but once again i would be a bit skeptical and wait till they're at least teenagers and then be comfortable for them to use cryptocurrencies but probably start them by using with meme coins and some or cryptocurrencies with low download value because you don't want them to send millions or if not billions of dollars to the friends and colleagues especially by a mistake or while playing games so that's all for today guys on the ask me anything series on blockchain dxb in case if you have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to infoblockchaindxb.com and also check out my website www.blockchindxp.com and also check out my website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. If you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursday is 8am to 8.30am. We have Krypton Coffee at 8 where we cover job news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse, and how the series of episodes on the Cryptin Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse, and this is followed by Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye-bye.